Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We're heading off to Australia and New Zealand, where we will be appearing live and recording an episode in Christchurch on the 11th of May, Auckland on the 14th of May, Wellington on the 15th of May, Adelaide on the 18th of May, Perth on the 20th, Sydney on the 23rd, Melbourne on the 25th, Brisbane on the 27th, and finally Canberra on the 28th of May. So get in and get your tickets now. They are going very fast. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows for any of these events. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Feminist, this is Deborah, and this is a very quick emergency episode to discuss the Baroness Casey Review, which is a report into the standards of behaviour and internal culture of the Metropolitan Police Service, that's the police in London, released today on the 21st of March 2023. With me to discuss it is someone who has read all 363 pages. It's accidental activist and friend of the show from Reclaim These Streets, it's Jamie Klingler. Thank you for having me. Hello, Jamie. Hi. Thank you for coming on. I know you're in America at the moment and you've made a big effort to get on this Zoom at an appropriate British time. So I'm going to crack straight on. The Baroness Casey Review, what is it? What does it say? So um, Baroness Casey was given an Access All Areas pass, which again, with the arrogance of the Met kind of didn't believe that she would discover and expose what she has. And I interviewed with her for the, um, for the review and it was like three hours and the interim report was about misconduct within the Met. This is about the treatment and how the Met works or as the, as the report shows, doesn't work, um, to serve the people of London. And it, it really goes into massive, massive granular data on the inner workings of the Met why things happen the way they are, why they're broken, and and with huge recommendations of like a last-ditch attempt to save the Met from itself, basically. Do you think we might be looking at the end of the Met Police Service and to being replaced with something? It's, it's really hard to say because when you talk about, like there's almost 250 pages that have nothing to do with 
the institutional racism, sexism, and homophobia. And that's the part that most surprised me because I didn't realize the state it was in. Um, I thought they were just really bad in terms of all of the isms. Um, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that it was that they can't recognize what gross misconduct is, but they can't recognize what good conduct is. And like, there's so, there's no tracking of training. There's, there's absolutely no management. Sergeants aren't trained. Like somebody sat in a room and clicked through a million things of training to say that his whole team had done their training. Like there's so much exposed about bringing consultants in. So like all HR in the Met is now outsourced. No, and, and like the Met, where you're dealing with crimes, you're dealing with victims, you're dealing with trauma. And yeah, it's just all outsourced in different ways, little bits here, little bits there. And and like it literally reads like a horror novel, Stephen King-wise, for anybody that has wow. dealt in companies. So if someone hasn't got access to it or doesn't have time to read it, but wants to be able to talk about it this evening, what do they need to know about what's in the report? Can you give us the need to know? Top, top lines. Um, unequivocally that it is a racist, sexist, and homophobic organization, and that it is over-policing and underserving, especially the Black community. Um, And from the top down, the way decisions are made, everything really, really is skewed. It's such a white organization, and it's such a male organization. Um, It would take, they said, 30 years plus for it to if for the hiring to match what the diversity of London is. Um, the thing that stood out to me for the most horrific bits are the case studies, which are the humanity of it, but then also that um, they, they personally witnessed and heard story after story of the refrigerators and the freezers that are meant to hold evidence and rape kits being defrosted, broken, having people's lunches in them, which destroys chains of evidence and makes it all unusable or during a heat wave just not working, while they're not replacing those and funding that while they're buying more guns for the Parliamentary Diplomatic Protection Unit, um, gets more guns, and that's where Carrick and Cousins were. So when you're talking about the priorities, all of the stuff they talked about with violence against women and girls for the last two years about that it was a priority— This report absolutely contradicts that and says that they're not considered serious crimes. They're sent to the back of the queue, that there's no prioritization for rapes. Um, And even more so that domestic violence is basically not even seen as as a real thing. Um, One of the things that I, hearing from Casey and reading this, like I can't imagine that she had this much access and didn't pull a single punch. It's I'm so in awe of the work she's done and what it could do, you know, and what she has stood up to. She, while she was in the room, people were making sexist remarks and making jokes and being horrible. And like, she's there to do this. And like that audacity, that the arrogance. And she goes on and on about um, about that the, the, the Met will not take blame. The Met has all of these good intentions, and then as soon as they say a good intention on TV, they act like it's happened, and they move on to the next thing. Um, Initiative-itis is what she calls it, that like after Sarah Everard was killed, there were all these initiatives, and Cressida Dick sent an email called Enough is Enough about police standard and required that every sergeant showed it to his team member and then marked it down on a spreadsheet that they saw it, because apparently that's how you get cops to stop raping and killing us. Um, like reading it, I really, the last thing I expected was to have so much sympathy for the newbie officers and the officers that are put out on the street 
with little to no training and no management and no idea of how badly run the organization is and how much money they just throw, public money that they just throw at it. They had an Ernst & Young consultant that they gave 400 grand to to declare the, cu- the culture of the Met and not offer any suggestions on how to improve it. Like, give me 400 grand. I do this for free for two years. I've been on TV yelling about your culture for a really long time and you're not paying me anything. So what's next? What's next, Jamie? Well, the recommendations that I was told were all accepted. And then Raleigh, Mark Raleigh, the commissioner, went on TV and said he accepts the report and everything in it, except for he will not use the word institutional. And it's just like, you know what? You don't get a but. You don't get a I accept but. That's a political word. No, it's not politicized because we could have 15 more commissioners and the culture of the Met, not the individual's. The culture of the Met is institutionally broken. It's institutionally racist, sexist, and homophobic, and ableist. Um, And him going on TV, and then Suella Braverman says it immediately after, that I guess that's the powwow, is we're not going to use the word institutional. Well, the institutional, the institution is broken. And by not accepting that and doing the toddler, I'm sorry that you feel that way, is a nod, nod, wink, wink, that this isn't as important and he's not taking it as seriously. People are tweeting back and forth like, who is shocked that it's racist, sexist, and homophobic? And everyone's like, Mark Rowley and Mark Rowley alone, apparently. Mm -hmm. And Suella Braverman's currently our Home Secretary, and she's been in the news a lot for, frankly, her shocking language around refugees, her dehumanizing language around refugees. What has she said as the official now head of the Metropolitan Police Service? They answer to her. What has she said about this or what does she intend to do about it, do we think, if anything? Um, She takes the report into account and she's taking it very seriously, da-da-da-da-da, and it's not institutional. Um, Okay, so that's what she's saying. She's saying it's not institutional. So what is it then if it's not institutional? If the report has found it to be institutional, are they still going by this increasing number of bad apples theory it's sort of like it's more bad apples than not now orchard have bad apples so what what is it if it's not institutional what are they saying that it is then i don't think that they're replacing the language they're just saying institutional is woke so can't be used well uh we will wait with interest to see what happens uh and what is there anything we can do to so some of the right to rmp well some of the suggestions are about uh city khan the mayor of london instilling um, not just some consultants, but instilling a panel of people that actually work for the Met that look at this from the inside. And at this point, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Everyone wants to talk about me being an armchair critic. I'm the biggest critic, but obviously I'm not going to do it if I'm not allowed to talk about what I learn and what I see. But I I am more than willing if it's going to move the barometer and we're going to see some change, but um, not if we're going to pretend that it's not institutional and, and pretend that these 360 pages do not make for nightmare reading. Uh, where can we read them, Jamie? Um, it's all on the Met Police site or there's directly, if you want to follow um, Casey underscore review on Twitter, there's all the information is there. How embarrassing for them that they have to put this up on their website um, and how shocking that they will still not be ashamed. I, I mean, I get embarrassed when I like think I've said the wrong thing or called someone by the wrong name at a party or something 
And it feels like they don't have any shame. It really, really feels like they don't have any shame. It's also worth noting that um, the McPherson Report, which is from Stephen Lawrence being killed 30 years ago, declared the Met institutionally racist. And they apparently said they accepted it then and nothing has changed. Chris Cabba's family is certainly, Chris Cabba is a young man who was killed by police um, and he was unarmed last year. And his family is certainly um, not had justice or not had the information they need yet. And so this report, it, it vindicates us. It vindicates the women that have been saying this for a long time. But um, the change that has to come from it, I'm not holding my breath that Mark Rowley is the man to deliver it. Well, I really hope that this government who have been responsible for all of this get out at the next election and we get a new government in. I really hope that government takes some action. Jamie, is there anything you came to say today that you didn't get to say today? No, just that us talking about this and your support of it and your listeners' support of it. Um, two years ago when we tried to have a vigil and the police shut us down, it's been a really long fight and there's not a, there's not a victory lap today, but the fight mattered. The fact that you guys listened, the fact that we didn't shut up about it, the fact that we kept fighting them in court, it's it has mattered and our voices have been heard and we appreciate your audience and your support. And there's a direct line from that activism and the support of the Guilty Feminist listeners and other people who stood up to the Met Police and the Baroness Casey Review, not least uh, you and your colleagues from Reclaim These Streets. And so it is an encouraging example that if you fight, sometimes you will be heard and injustices will be exposed. What happens with those injustices and the knowledge of those injustices next relies just as heavily on our willingness to fight. Thank you so much, Jamie. You have been, as always, a wonderful guest. Jamie Klingler, everybody! to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.